Well, it's best song ever. Not a podcast better. Tunes are cool and the jokes are clever. It's a worthwhile endeavor. Welcome to Life Comes At You Swiftly. I mean, uh, welcome to Best Song Ever. Forgot which podcast I was on because uh, just so deep in this this Taylor Swift music video we've been watching uh, just got me distracted. Uh, I'm here alongside my music-loving muchacho, Kevin Connor. It's me. What's up, Kevin? We just watched this Taylor Swift video for uh, Antihero. Yeah, I like it. Uh I heard that she uh, she was what doing a music video for every song, right? That's oh, dang! I think that was the announcement during Thursday Night Football. Uh, and yeah, that's insane. Yeah. so we're gonna get a lot more of these. Yeah, uh, and like I I had heard that. Um, God, I feel terrible, but I only ever remember her as waitress. Um, from Sunny, but oh yeah, Mary Elizabeth Ellis. Yes, she was so, going to be in it, and John Early and Ike Barinholtz, and they were in that video playing the Ike Barinholtz, or no, it was Mike Probiglia. Mike Probiglia, yeah, sorry. Um, um I was Mike, like, I Mike. missed him. Um, um, it's early. It's so early, and it I is early. Up so late listening to music, so. and we should talk about what day it is because it's Tay and Ray Day. It is because last night Taylor Swift and Carly Rae Jepsen both put out new albums, so. We're here to react, to break it all down, uh, and we just watched that Taylor Swift video, which, let's talk about that really quick, because the one she released uh, for All Too Well, or it was the one she released for Red, not yeah. the one with Sadie Sink, but you had Sadie Sink, you had Miles Teller, so it's like, who's the big star she's going to have in this? And like we said, it's Mike Birbiglia, John Early, and Mary Elizabeth Ellis doing like basically an I think you should leave type sketch. Uh, at, <laughs> uh, which is funny because the wordle yesterday was denim. And I just think of John Early's uh, characters sketch. Oh, yeah. Where he's like, I'm looking for my denim. Uh, and, and so I was like, hey, John Early, again, good to see him and something again. Right after I was just talking about it. But yeah, that was super fun. Little like diversion in the middle of the music video. Yeah. Well, and I, let's just get into the album because I think my thoughts on the music video are going to also be reflected in the album. Is that yeah. I, I, no one knew what we were getting with Midnight's. Um, I, yeah. It wasn't going to be folky. I think that was the one thing that was off the table after Folklore and Evermore. Right, right. But on first listen... Um, it took me a little bit to get it. Like in listening to Antihero, which is which is what we just watched as well, I was taking it a little too seriously at first. And like, w- she's like talking about how she's a sexy baby and I'm the monster on the hill. Yeah. And I was like, and like I'm like, after my first listen, I was like, I need to take that song less seriously. I need to just like kind of join the the lore of it. Um, and laugh at it like Taylor Swift is because that video is pretty funny. Yeah. And I feel the album as a whole was fine on first listen. Um, I wasn't a huge fan. And how up, but really? however, yeah, well, and here's how wrong I'll probably be. Um, at three AM there was a chaotic surprise 
Right. And she released seven more tracks for the album. Did you listen to all of them? I did. I woke up a little early today to do it. and I only got through like half of them. I'll tell you what, is that I think those seven tracks have turned Midnight's from a somewhat unfocused, um, really poorly mixed album. I, I we can talk about that later, but I what I think she's so low. <laughs> she is so low across the first half, huh. of the, half of the album. Like I, I challenge anyone that that disagrees with me to go listen to Karma, and then go to any other track on the first half of the album, and it is like night and day. I I physically reacted when Karma started last night because it was so much. Her vocals were so much higher. Um, hmm. I didn't even notice. And like I, I, I'm being very critical now, which I'm. I will circle back around to not being, but you have the greatest, not you have the most popular singer songwriter of the 21st century. And you're like, we're going to, we're going to dial it back, which I not a fan of, but see, that's, I think that's your problem is you like, uh, when things see, cause there's a song that kind of reminds me of Samia's song that you were not the biggest fan of where it was a little dialed back. Mm-hmm. Well, good. Well, and it reminded me of kind of like the National or Bon Iver. That's why I felt like it was more cohesive than like Evermore, where you had sort of like, oh, we're going to do like a country-ish thing with Haim, and now we're going to do like this piano song, now we're going to do this folky song, which it was like kind of like a different style on every song, whereas this kind of had a consistent sound of just... It also kind of reminded me of like the 1975, just that kind of like polished pop, but you mix in some like weird vocal effects and like bony varish, uh, like uh, which my one of my favorite songs is Midnight Rain with that like manipulative voice of mm-hmm. hers, like her like pitch down voice singing that. Um, so yeah, I I loved it. it. It's always interesting to see like when you're just forming your own opinion outside of anyone else's opinions and i'm just like oh man this is great i like like well i think this is more cohesive than like your last project but it for me it was it was cohesive um i did i wrote on because i was taking notes per song and on antihero i did wrote missing aaron desner a bit on this one feels very shallow which now having seen the video now having given it a second listen i'm like oh that's the point that is literally what it's doing so as my opinion evolves, I'm sure I'll like this more. But anyway, yeah, the first 13 tracks, I it is cohesive, but it wasn't a cohesive thing that I felt like landed on anything. Um, I liked the very end, like Karma to Sweet Nothing into Mastermind was a really, really good run. But I even wrote that I didn't think Mastermind stuck the landing of the album. And I went to bed thinking that I was going to have to be like, I, just, I didn't really like it that much. Um, and then the, the seven bonus tracks absolutely change it for me. Um, because it turns the first half of the album into like this, like midnight, like very like moody, ethereal, introspective moment. And we essentially got like peaks at what I I'm calling 1990, which is like a 1989 sequel on the first half. And I think that arrives on half two on the 3am tracks Hmm. uh it's much poppier it's it's way um it's way i think it's mixed a lot better personally and like that's a choice and i'm not a musician so i can't really speak to like how they get into it but i just like 
that's what stood out to me. But I think as a whole, if you have this big, long, ethereal lead up and then these kind of pop after pop nug, poppy nug after poppy nug, it all works better because it feels a lot more dynamic. And I think I like it a lot more now than I did, what, uh, seven hours ago. And I'll probably like it a lot more seven hours from now. See, I feel like the uh, I took the Taika Waititi director's cut uh, philosophy with there's a reason that bonus tracks are bonus tracks and that they didn't make the main album because yes, those were poppier and they those feel a little more like now this one's like a war metaphor and now this one's like they they felt a little like good fun well written songs I felt like. If that had been the album, if it had been those like twenty songs, then it would have felt a little unfocused to me. Um, but I, I think you could I, probably drop five songs on it and and really bring it into like a sharp focus. But anyway, yeah. But I think I'm glad that some of those weren't on the main track list because I feel like it just would have ruined the mood. Which uh, I will say, the one I was like. Cause I listened to it twice last night and mm-hmm. like really liked the first three tracks really liked antihero. Um, the snow on the beach with Lana Del Rey. I was like, there's like very subtle, like jingle bells in the back that kind of <laughs> took me out of it a little bit, but then like you're on your own kid and midnight rain, which is like my favorite. Those were like heart wrenching like that. Those two. And then uh sweet, nothing that you're talking about. Those got me quite emotional. And then, like, I felt like there was some... Yeah, it's definitely, like, pulled back for what she normally did. I love it, though, because I feel like it's a more, uh, like, it doesn't go too hard in one direction. It's sort of just, like, this, like you're saying, sort of atmospheric uh, production and not going too hard into folk or country or anything. Uh, but there's just some lyrics, like the lyric writing on this album, I feel like, just keeps going up from folklore. Uh, and yeah, that's. I feel like the early buzz was that it was a good album, but lyrically a step backwards. But I don't know that that's necessarily true. I think it's. I think she's a little more biting on this one, which I I like to see. Like the the. I mean, antihero is very much top of mind right now, having just watched that video. But like, she's very much. Um, and she, I think she's always been very self-aware, but I mean, that, that video, the, the song is hello, it's me. Hi. Like, and in the video, it's it's her like greeting herself. It's like her alter ego. Uh, but yeah, I think it's supposed, it's it's, reads very self-deprecating when you first hear it of like, oh, you know, like I'm a mess. I'm making everyone uncomfortable. And for her, because she's like the biggest pop star in the world she's like larger than life that's how i interpreted like the monster on the hill uh thing at first but uh but yeah then it's sort of like self-deprecating but being like man it must be tough to root for the anti-hero tell that to black adam fans they're doing (laughs) just fine (laughs) oh they're having a hard week um i i you know i think the instant reaction is fun to do I'm happy to wake up early and talk about this album, but I, I almost want to like revisit it and talk about it next week because I, I think a lot of my faves might slip behind some tracks I didn't really connect with as much. And like, I also go vibes over lyrics first listen. Like you did a good thing and listened mm-hmm. to, to it twice. Cause I'm sure you got a lot more. Uh, 
But overall, I think that this probably is going to land really high among all of her albums for me. I think it takes a yeah. lot of the best pieces from many of them. Uh, Vigilante shit is yeah. like a, a yeah. reputation B-side. Very reputation-esque. And I loved it. And that that like that was a song where I was definitely picking up on the writing. Like, Lately She's Been yeah. Dressing for Revenge is such a great line. Um, and I, like, going back to Snow on the Beach, I, I don't know why yeah. you get Lana Del Rey for that track. Because yeah. she wasn't really on it much. I couldn't really even hear her. There are some great lyrics, though, the line on that song about, like, life can be emotionally abusive or something. Um, and also, there was some line, I forget which song, it comes later, about, like, how we all end up haunted or something. Oh, yeah. Which goes back to the anti-hero video where the ghosts are popping out. But, yeah, it's actually interesting that you say, because I feel like folklore, she did take herself very seriously. And uh, you didn't have a lot of those, like, goofy, fun mm-hmm. uh, lyrics as much, which you would have on previous albums. Like, I feel like Lover had some of those, like, silly lyrics. Or, like, I'm, you know, being cheeky and meta. And uh, yeah. So, But yeah, Lover also had spelling as fun, which got just roasted forever. <laughs> I don't even remember that. Oh, um, yeah. In the but, yeah, it had some ones that I didn't love. But, yeah, I feel like this feels like... Still a more adult album, like Folklore or Evermore. But but on Evermore, she kind of let herself have some fun with like the Heim song and yeah. some of the other stuff. So it seems like this is a good middle ground uh, of like, you get some goofiness, but then some songs will make you cry. Yeah, sure. and, and I'd, like, it's rumored she's doing a stadium tour, right? Like that's the, the big thing. Oh, yeah. And I, I wasn't sure how this album would... I'm sure it'd be fine, but like it's very subdued. And like, do you really go to to a sixty thousand person stadium to hear something subdued? And I think that's what the three AM songs are gonna do. Is they're gonna give it a lot more energy. Where like, in yeah. in that context, these are gonna hit much better. I I think I'm really looking forward to li- listening to it track one through twenty because I think it's gonna do a lot for it. Uh, but yeah, I mean like, it's Taylor Swift. People will go see whatever. You know, oh, I feel no, like absolutely. she's big enough that. She won't have a problem. Also, a lot of people, I saw Phoebe Bridgers in a relatively big place. I feel like you can have a low-key artist do a big show, too. Big emotions. Yeah. I feel um, like I've come off negative uh, for most of this, and I don't want that to like be the end of it, because uh, I think this album's pretty damn good. I just have a few nitpicks, but everyone's a critic. You- Right, and I mean, hey, there's stuff to uh, criticize for sure. Also, you never really know. Um, maybe uh, maybe my tune will change, or maybe yours will, because we've only listened to it a couple times. But, um, but yeah, I really wasn't sure what to expect, uh, and I was, I was pleasantly surprised. Yeah, I didn't expect this either. I have, I've said I've wanted 1990, quote unquote. Um, and I got a lot of it on this, even in the, the base 13 tracks. Uh, so that was a really nice surprise. Luke, what's what's your favorite track? Oh, so I think Midnight Rain, because it's just got that cool, uh, and the lyrics are, again, those. Uh, it's sort of like about someone that she left behind, and mm-hmm. it was like, you wanted comfort, I wanted the pain. 
I was chasing or I was making my own name, chasing the fame. He stayed the same. So it's like looking back at someone like the life she could have had um, if she, you know, like if things had been different. Uh, but although it seems like I don't know if she's singing as herself or as, you know, someone else. I'm like, seems like you made the right choice because you're Taylor Swift and they're someone we don't know. So um, but yeah, like that whole just that idea of like, and I feel like the whole theme that I picked up on with midnights, just because I've often felt this where like when you're up after midnight and you are like by yourself or like listening to music or just like, you know, one of those moments where you feel like you're awake when the world's not. And like that can be a very existential moment where you yeah. do start to like question things. And that's what she says on that that song is like, I only think about you on midnights like these and like where most of her life, she's probably like confident in her choices. Like, yeah, I, I did the right thing. But then there's those times where you question things, you know, no matter who you are or no matter how well your life worked out from the outside. Um, so yeah, that was sort of the theme I picked up on that. She says midnights in a couple songs and then midnight says your afternoon. She says an antihero too, mm-hmm. which, uh, it's funny because I was recently writing a song where I wrote the lyric, mistake the dark of the night for the daytime. Similar idea. Just about, like, yeah, beat up of late. Um, and uh, definitely that's what that anti-hero Taylor was being the bad influence, keeping her other dorky persona up late, <laughs> drinking with her. Yeah. Um, but, yeah, so I'd say... I feel like those were my first anti-hero, Midnight Rain, and Sweet Nothing uh, were all my favorites on the first listen through. How about you? Uh, I think the the one-two combo of Lavender Haze and the Maroon, uh, I really, really liked. I think Maroon edges out Lavender Haze just a little bit. Um, and I only say that because I'm going to I'm gonna tout out two more that are in my top three, let's say. Yeah. Uh, Karma, I like I said, I I literally Karma was physically good, yeah. reacted when Karma came on because I it's it's such a different song for the rest of the album, um, and like it's a little dream poppy, like it it, it I felt like it it took yeah. a step in a direction that I didn't expect, you know, thirty minutes into the album where I was really pleasantly surprised, and then uh, Sweet Nothing. Yeah. Like it was kind of loungy, so and like had the organ and like a little bit of sax. You know, I love you sax. Know, but... You know, it's like allegory on one of her. Your allegory. I don't know if that's the right word. It's like counterpart on folklore. I think would be um, peace, which is like the last song, and it's kind of like got that catchy, like almost like cutesy melody to it. But mm-hmm. then it's like the lyrics are like, "Oh damn, this is powerful about like." the world's falling apart and like all I want from you and all you want from me is like nothing just to be here together. So good. Yeah. I, I think we did it. I think we've. Yeah. Briefly. We mastered midnights. No, no, we have not mastered midnights. <laughs> we mastered we, it. We have, 10,000 hours. We have stuck the tiniest portion of our pinky finger into the midnight's pool and then tasted yes. it to see what we thought. But and then it was all that like swirly glittery the glitter stuff blood, that yeah. was coming out of the egg in the video. Yeah, yeah I am <laughs> excited to dive in much deeper to this album and another one that came out last night. Yeah, 
Should we talk about it? Let's do it because I which someone was like, "How dare Taylor Swift do this to Carly Rae Jepsen?" Right, and then I saw a tweet that was, "Oh my God, Carly Rae Jepsen uh, crashed Spotify." Did she really? No, well, that's why at, you texted me that at midnight. I could not get anything to play. Oh, um, I yeah. had I had like Kendrick Lamar playing uh, beforehand, and it ended. And it wouldn't play another song, and I couldn't load anything. Like, I was trying to click Midnight, wow. so it wouldn't do it. So, um, Was that Carly, or was that Taylor? I, was that the combined Tay-Ray bump? I think Carly Rae Jepsen may have contributed 1% to For Spotify's sure. load last night. Um, which, by the way, really enjoyed. We'll talk. We'll get into it. Really enjoyed Carly's album. But you were like, so you got to listen to it in the right order. Because Carly Rae's comes out first. So I'm like, yeah, I'm going to stay up late. Which recently you said, like, you want to record at 8 p.m. And I was like, that's a little late for my old ass. I was all like, yeah, I'm going to stay up late. Like, I've done many times in the past. I was asleep on the couch by 930. (laughs) And I woke up up after midnight. It was like, oh, shit, I got to (laughs) listen. So I I was, we were listening to it on on my stereo. And I had my laptop on my lap and I was taking notes and I had Spotify open and I could see yeah. like several people listening to it. And I saw you like pop on 15 minutes yeah. after midnight with the yeah. first Carly Rae Jepsen song. And I was like, and you're like, you oh, you're starting late. Yeah. <laughs> um, well, no. And then I was like, man, this is torture. I got to wait for 16 songs before I can listen to the Taylor Swift album. Yeah, that I but, I thought cuz Spotify sometimes releases new albums at 11 p.m., but they didn't yeah. last night. I I absolutely went to Midnight's first, so Oh, really? Oh, yeah. Well, 100%. I didn't. I was a good boy and followed the assignment, and it was good because I mean Carly Rae Jepsen's album is very like a fun listening experience. It's very uh catchy and funky and disco-y uh so it was not not bad that i had to wait Um, yeah i it's not emotion because of course it isn't because it's a new album Mm -hmm. um but it did to me um somewhat answer like not that i i have any right to question what carly gibson does but her last several albums have been very much like Damn it, boys are just the worst. Like, like I think of boy problems on emotion, and I think this was a lot more mature, nuanced, um, like lyrically interesting album. Yeah. And I am excited. Like, it, it's weird to hear an album and say I'm excited for the next one, but like, I'm excited to see what she does for the next ten years because now she's done an album that isn't necessarily like boy problem. Who's got them? Uh, but has like explored something a little deeper and a little more interesting. And I think it's, it's interesting to see where like a singer songwriter pop star will go as they go further into their career. Yeah, it really is because I mean, it's like often it's, you need to reinvent yourself like every album, like, Mm -hmm. Or, like, what's the thing? And I feel like even more when it's, like, just a singer or, like, pop. You know, it's different with a band where it's, like, you know, sometimes they have their sound. Where with a pop singer, it seems like you're almost responding to what's happening in music and, like, trying to get on that wave every time. Uh, But I feel like, yeah, for me, not being a huge 
Carly Ray listener. Like I listened to that. What was the one last year? The like B sides. Uh, uh, dedicated side B. Yeah, and I don't even think I listened to side A, uh, or I may have listened to some of it. And I I've listened to Emotion at times, but don't know it that well. And so I uh, I enjoyed this. I was like, there were a couple like bends I feel like kind of bored me. Uh, a couple songs bored me a little, but overall I felt like it had a really strong start. A little spots in the middle that I didn't love, and then like Western Wind to the end, I thought was all really strong. And of course, the loneliest time with Rufus Wainwright ending it, great. That that sticks the landing for sure. That absolutely and, sticks the landing. And I I did a disservice because I've been listening to all the singles a bunch, so it was like oh, yeah. late last night, and I was like. I'm just gonna skip the singles. Uh, so I did. See, I, I not just... listened to this album in its entirety. And, right, but you um, basically know. Yeah, uh, but so that that made the last track I listened to last night. Go find yourself or whatever, which is like, that one was great. That is so good. I I would take yeah. a whole album of that because it was so like it was a very singer songwriter versus like pop star, and yeah. I like that ruled that was so good and when western wind was the first single released i was like i don't know about this and oh, i that like, was yeah and i've totally because yeah, that's not i feel like that's not the vibe of the rest of the album western wind it's a no. little different yeah. uh but something like this makes me think that yeah. like okay i need to have more faith because she'll she'll probably nail whatever she's doing um and the loneliest time is just an absolute yeah. top i mean and rufus wainwright i was like that's awesome i didn't know that he's on the the I'm coming back for you sound. Yeah. <laughs> that he's on oh, that God, song. I know. It's everywhere. It's, I, I told Adam, like, do you genuinely think that Carly Jepsen might do better, like, on the charts because That's she's got a I viral wondered. TikTok sound right now? And because it's like she released some ahead of time where Taylor has the luxury of, you know, holding back the whole thing and then just drop it. Taylor took three hours to release the second half of her album. Uh, yeah. Which. It's like, why not take three minutes? I Listen, I'll just say this. Had I ordered a vinyl of Midnight's after listening to it last night and then gone to bed, <laughs> I'd be a little upset. <laughs> that's, I'd, that's I'd be a little disappointed that I was getting uh, 13 20ths of the album. Really? I think people are probably just like... Oh, now I can buy the other version. <laughs> that, <you know laughs> the what? way You're Swifties work. Absolutely right. <laughs> oh, I did want to say about the Carly Rae album. So Nice was very like Stevie Wonder esque or Stevie Wonderish. And I was like, oh, I don't know. It just made a lot of sense. I was like, now I get why Kevin, why Carly Rae is. I just feel like I never really dug in so much and like had an idea of like her sort of post call me maybe sound mm-hmm. as like sort of like 80s ish you know like r&b influenced pop but uh this i felt like was cool because it was a very like uh i you can kind of hear she's a student of pop music you know and like there's songs that kind of remind me of like george michael and like the 90s ish like pop song there's like very like 90s type club songs on here that are interesting yeah. but then you had like that Stevie Wonder-ish uh, sounds so, like a lot of different and it's all very like floaty and vibey. And I feel like just like fits into like what I would expect from her, but there, it was good. I was like, Oh yeah, I feel like I I'm 
hearing the nuance sort of in an artist that I maybe before saw very two-dimensionally. And like just a background, why I love Carly Jepsen so much is that I just didn't listen to pop music for like a decade. It just, I was quote too good for it. And I listened yeah. to real music and then like on a recommendation, someone's like emotion fucking rips, give it a listen. And it just totally opened my mind to, to that pop music. Isn't just like top 40 garbage, like very manicured, but boring music for the radio. Like it, it, it was a very well-produced, very interesting dynamic album. And I was like, wow, I should listen to more of this. And now yeah. like I am a changed man for it because all I want are top to bottom bangers. And, um, yeah. So like, it, it's, it's like, so Carly just ruined you for Taylor's album because it's not top to bottom bangers. So you're like, Come Intention- on. intentionally, she said, I'm going to ruin Taylor Swift's midnights 10 years yes. from now. Um, with, with emotion, which I feel like societal gender roles probably played into that because I feel like it was almost like I would be embarrassed to say that I liked a female pop star before, like when I was younger, which is really dumb because it's like, it's all music. They're music lovers and, you know, uh, uh, great songwriters and you're missing out if you just, uh, define it in those terms and Mm -hmm. so yeah we were definitely missing out on pop music for sure so glad we've come around to now doing tay and ray day in 2022 it's a big release day like i feel like arctic monkeys put out their new album and that is just flowing under the radar oh did they really Yeah. yeah no it was fun having like these two big ones to look forward to that i was like excited uh and want to throughout today spend a lot more time with both of them uh when dedicated came out uh it was also the same day as igor and the nationals last album like it was oh, a, wow. it was like a huge trifecta yeah so i feel like it's that day once more and carly jepson uh probably on the losing side of the streaming numbers for that reason she should have put this out last week hey when, you know there's a ton of stuff last week she i sh- think she's gonna be doing just fine i think she'll be okay yeah i'm just i'm rooting for that number one that i know isn't gonna happen which uh, which song do you think should be number one? Loneliest time. I feel like that's the logical choice because it's already yeah. got some momentum. But I r- surrender my heart. Oh yeah, what was your amazing. favorite? Was that that one was really good? Talking to yourself was really good. Too. Bad bad thing twice uh, really stood out to me. I remember liking that one too. And yeah, like I said, I feel like from Western Win on, I they were all pretty solid. Um, excited to spend some more time with it. I do love that Loneliest Time is a pumped up kicks experience, kind of the reverse, where mm-hmm. it sounds like it's going to be really sad and lonely, but then it's super happy because they've had the loneliest time in the past and are coming out of it, sort of. So it's a little tricky there. I liked that. Um, I will say Taylor Swift wins the album cover uh, contest. No offense to Carly Rae, but it looks like a spread in like some yeah, but also magazine. Not something. not to not to ruin it for everybody. Doesn't Midnight's look like she's holding an AirPod? It's a lighter, right? I know, but it, it looks like, like an AirPod. Like... The flame is shaped like an AirPod. 
Yeah, you're right. I'm sorry. I've ruined that album cover for literally every person listening because now it's all you're going to see. But I can't, yeah. I have to share no, what I see. I see. No, I still think it's good. The blue gradient behind the text, the clean font I, and the look of it, I like it. It's it's a fantastic follow-up to Folklore and Evermore, which was such a different style. Yeah. And it's, it's cool because that was like very much her her sort of reinventing herself or just like trying something completely different. And uh, so I feel like this is a bit return to form, but still keeping some of that, keeping some of that sound that she had when she, uh, you know, sort of reinvented herself. So yeah, I'm here for it. Luke, I'm going to get out of here because uh, I got to start work. So yeah. let's wrap this thing up. And I just have one question. We're going to stop doing this. We're both going to start working. What are you listening to? Oh, well, you know, my next one up is Rubble Bucket, uh, which that came out today, Earth Worship. I just played them on the pod, and so I'm excited to listen to that. Uh, you know what else I've been loving? Just listened to it for the first time yesterday, and I loved it. And I listened to it even a little bit yesterday or last night, <laughs> late in the night, uh, is the new Yeah, Yeah, Yeahs. Uh, it's super cool and like i feel like the first couple songs are good there's like a perfume genius uh feature on the first song but like track three is when it really starts to get good and then like the next like five after that are solid so highly Uh, recommend that i'm gonna give a listen to pink shift with love me forever who i played last week and luke wrap this up because my boss is calling me i gotta go all right well that's gonna do it for us this week well, we got to talk about our three daddies. We're a Planet Ant podcast powered by Pinecast. Head over to planetant.com. Check out all the great stuff over there. And offshelf.net, our third daddy. Check it out. It's on the internet. Uh, got good columns there like Brian's Bar None Hip Hop column. You got the Punk Rock Scouting Report uh, and interviews and lots of other cool stuff. So check it out. As always, I'm Luke LeBen saying you better check your perspective. And I'm Kevin Connor, back from that phone call, saying, go ahead, chase those waterfalls. This is the best song ever. Tay and Ray Day, baby. Well, it's the best song ever. Another podcast better. Jokes are clever and the tunes are cool. It's worth This has been a production of Planet Amp Podcast, powered by Pinecast.